0: Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. The NFL is like Netflix, and I'll binge watch Baker Mayfield all day. We got news. News that doesn't matter. We're Mike's back from Columbia. Jib's in. Here we go. <laughs> freestyle.
1: Rock the, from the top of my dome.
0: All right. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. It's episode 38, your favorite NFL podcast. Uh, we're happy to have you. Thank you for joining us wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Centennial Studios in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Brought to you by Huck Media and his curly mustache. It's very nice. Uh, hola, Priviette, ni hao, bonjour, hello. And the Sri Lankan. Bonakam. Yeah, wherever you are. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and uh, thanks for pumping us up. Remember to rate, review, subscribe to Look Who's Talking on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And as me and Voice of God made fun of last week, Stitcher.
2: I, I think yeah. Huck's just... Effing with us. Yeah, he He's made he made, made that's one not up, a thing.
0: but that's a, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our Stitcher numbers are just pumping right now.
2: Yeah, stats, Lin- Lindsay or
0: yeah, yeah, Leslie, Leslie, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie, gotta get out of those Stitcher numbers. Ah, uh, Leslie loves stats. Like uh, anyway, um, a lot of stuff. To, a lot of stuff to uh, get to this week. Uh you know the match happened. Phil versus uh, Phil versus Tiger. You know, Tiger likes missing putts like, uh, like he likes pancakes. <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was disappointing, to say the least. But uh, anyway, it's week 13 in the NFL. You know, you are who you are now. There's no surprises left. We'll get to all that. I, I don't know what to say, but it's awesome. Again, so many healthy quarterbacks making for some great football. Uh, we got our fantasy guru, Voice of God, here. How, how, how's fantasy going for everybody with all these healthy quarterbacks? Is it less... Management of of your team than it used to be.
2: Uh, I, th- I mean, I think there's a lot of good streaming options. Like all year, there's been there's been good candidates. So whether you got a bye week uh, or just some injuries, like you're not, you know, completely shit out of luck. Right. And yeah, like obviously the offensive explosion has been noticed. Like the you know across all leagues, we're seeing a lot higher numbers and average scores. And
0: yep. Yeah. Speaking of offensive explosions, an explosion almost happened that I said was going to happen a couple weeks ago when I said that these hurdles. We're gonna go bad, all right? Chris Carson on the Seattle Seahawks hurdled the guy, didn't clear it, propelled off his shoulder into a full front flip, and landed it, but was very close to what I call the baby-making stopper, helmet into the nuts. I played football, uh, a little bit, (laughs) and wearing a jock in football is kinda dangerous. You can get your nuts squished by the side of the rim of the cup, so some of these guys don't wear cups. It's a real thing. Um,
2: that was awesome. It looked really cool. It was awesome. It's too bad his knee went down and he, he didn't continue. You know, take it to the house or something. Right. But yeah. Some good aerial. You know, shit.
0: Seattle Seahawks in general is very, uh, very, uh, very convincing win. Very impressive win. Russ Wilson's making us all look dumb. Did you watch that game down in Columbia, Mike? Uh,
1: we don't talk about our. Hosting off playing some football, man. This
0: guy played a little football, you know what I mean? <laughs> a couple of backup games.
1: Starting kicker and backup QB for a couple of Rops of titles. Yeah,
0: I was in grade 10 and our OAC quarterback uh, had some concussion issues. Phil DelVecchio, great quarterback, great guy. That I was, was, in, I was that, in grade 10, undersized. And we realized
1: that that was a real thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I did not watch that game in Colombia. Because Colombia was crazy, man. Four beaches in seven days.
0: Yeah, good. You should never watch and, it.
1: And, uh, it's Columbia. Once the Monday night game got bumped from ESPN Deportes because it wasn't in Mexico City anymore, the whole luster of the international whatever walked away from it. Watched a 12 minute highlight rail of it in the uh, Wi Fi lobby. <laughs> you
0: know what? I'd love to watch the NFL in Spanish. I mean, like, you know, I, don't, I mean, unless it's like Troy and Bach, I don't really need to see. I need to hear everything, especially if it's Witten. By the way, on Monday Night Football, Witten called himself out for being not quite as good as, as everybody. He did. He did. did. He said awesome. he's struggling. I actually like him a bit more now, you know? Yeah. But, uh, like, yeah, listen to NFL in Spanish. You know, a couple yeah. of my buddies listen to the NHL in Punjabi. And, like, just for shits and giggles and, like, Huck's laughing. But, yo, they get fired up for goals and lose their fucking minds for fights.
2: Oh, the international (laughs) announcers are the best. Like, there's, like, a highlight reel of the week of, like, the best international calls. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: South America, Europe, like it's wild. Like they, they lose it and you don't know what exactly they're saying. Like touchdown is touchdown in every language. Yeah. There is no translation for that. But everything else is just, and the, just a big mumble. Hockey's test a lot awesome. like
0: hockey's a lot like soccer. These goals should be celebrated a bit more. Joe Bowen, fantastic. You know? Uh uh sorry, uh, Bob Cole. Unbelievable. But some guys, you know, nowadays. I mean, especially if they've been like, let's say they've been broadcasting like four games a week, flying out to the West Coast. They're covering Flames versus Arizona. Somebody scores in the third period. They're like, and it went in.
1: <laughs> Not all of those international announcers are excited to be there. The ESPN crew looked less than thrilled to be covering the Grey Cup. Yeah. They're like, let's toss it over to the ESPN crew. <laughs> That kind of was looking away from the camera, and then he kind of just gave, like, this
0: howdy. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't even know those ESPN guys. It was, like, their M crew. Yeah. It's like a, is the ocho. a former kicker from Boston College and, like, an old weather lady. <laughs>
1: Brady Quinn. <laughs>
0: Brady Quinn's nephew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, man, the celebrations are getting great. We'll get to that in news that doesn't matter. I'm, it's my favorite segment, and it's everyone's favorite segment. Um, Anyway, Mike, uh, it's nice to have you back, bro. Again, jibs are in. Didn't lose them down in customs? No, no. No, no. Got the jibs. What's the weirdest thing that happened back in Columbia before we get to the
1: NFL? Uh, I'd say the weirdest slash coolest thing I maybe have ever done on any continent. uh, A lot of that crew was in the legal profession. And they had an inn to a restaurant at a woman's prison. You ate a meal at a, woman,
0: uh, a woman's prison? A
1: live correctional facility <laughs> has closed down a wing. Like it's not an old prison. No, it's an it's active prison inside the walls, Cartagena, Colombia. I'll post a pic. You're eating, are you eating their cafeteria food or are you eating the food the convicts are making? So the idea was inspired by two former inmates who were released and went into the culinary world. It's one of the few places ex cons can get jobs, it's yeah, sure. at restaurants. Yeah. Huck, tell him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't so they had this that. idea <laughs> after serving their time in this tourist city of Cartagena.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Shout out Daniel Guerra, Flyboy World Champion from Cartagena.
1: He How says, about that? <clears throat> uh, to put a restaurant in the prison. Grandioso idea. Prefix, five course. They change the menu seasonally. <laughs> The, la- the last people out the door, the ones on the best behavior with a month or less or to go are your servers. Okay. And they introduce themselves and their story when they welcome you to the table. The food is served through a cage door, just like the bread panel in any prison. <laughs> the wall on the graffiti is real, dated. Okay. A couple of things popped to my mind right away, but continue. Uh, the line cooks are trained from this menu. Obviously, these girls that started the business aren't there. Right, they're not in jail a, anymore. Correct by choice. They're now <laughs> successful restaurateurs. Shitty part of the business plan. <clears throat> um, and they got a guard in the kitchen, and the ones in the cook in the kitchen are the second out. They're waiting to be servers. Right on their way out the door.
0: It says on the. Can you hear people getting? Sexually assaulted no, from the cells. <laughs> it's it's
1: a little bit distance from the main. What does that lot. add to
0: it? You know, just hearing the yells. Like, yeah, anything tastes a little fishy. Like, <laughs> oh, no yeah. One, I mean, no one's farving with that. Disgruntled chefs can do that. Especially, I gotta tell like,
1: you, it was the most rewarding meal I had in South America. Like I said, it was a four-star, five-course prefix. Came with a cocktail at the end, some mint infused uh froth if you will prison cocktails prison cocktails (laughs) so our server takes a shine to me it was the only day i didn't put any product in my hair it was like the one of the last nights i said fuck it i can't control my hair in this humidity i can't
0: date any of these women anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i rocked uh no product and as soon as i walked out of the house poof i'm rocking a fro well who's our server a ex con from Florida named Marissa. Yep. Okay. And she's talking all kinds of smack. Free Rissa, baby. I got you. All right. Well, what's the name of the restaurant? I'll post it. It's uh, Interno or something. All right. Interno, like we're inside the walls type of thing.
0: There you go, folks. Go to Columbia, go to jail, not for cocaine, for a great meal. <laughs> Possibly it has some pubes in it, but uh, probably not.
1: Hell of an experience, folks. Get out and see the world, yo. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. Um, I'm not sure if you guys watched the, see the Pittsburgh game. Mike, I'm not sure if you, you did. We've seen the highlights. Voice of Guy, you see the Pittsburgh game? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, 450 yards, no touchdowns for Ben. I'm sure some fantasy lovers love that. No. No, <laughs> no. no. A couple turnovers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Denver, uh, though, coming out of nowhere. He tried, like, the jump pass at the end of the game. Little, if, you, if you missed it, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Pittsburgh's down by a touchdown at the end of the game. And uh, by the way, it looks like they really need Le'Veon Bell. This, that was one of the first games where I'm like, yeah, Le'Veon would have been clutch here. And I think the rest of the season, we're going we're gonna to start to see that. James Conner's never played a full NFL season. Uh, anyway, Ben tries his little jump pass, supposed to go to Antonio Brown. It was thrown about two blocks to the left and about, uh, you know, anyway. It was like a D tackle mid-the-interception. It was, it was weird. It was, yeah. It was like he like
2: blacked out for a second, but uh, thanks Steelers. That's up. Pat, Pat's have the have the w- wild card. Weird
0: game. Pittsburgh looks like they really need Le'Veon. Uh, tough game coming up. I like them to bounce back.
1: Well, it's not going to happen. The guy ain't coming back. No. Nope. Connor had a bad game at altitude on the road. Right? They just had the hard-fought win over Jacksonville. That yeah. was a predictable letdown for the Steelers against the rivals. Pittsburgh or Denver, you
0: say, is on the up and come right now? I for- keep forgetting the altitude. Hey, it's a big deal. Like, you know? Like, if you're in a hotel in Denver and you, like, you know, take your lady there, like, skiing. You know, you, you, when you go home after, like, you know, after dinner, like, is the altitude going to affect your performance? Like, is there a lack of baby making going down in altitude around the world? Because that's the second time Denver and their altitude has screwed me. So, I don't like it. James Conner, coming down to earth. got Weird haircut, great guy. Cancer survivor, good on you we got a lot of stuff to get to. It is the heart of the order in the NFL season. Moving to our Lord, His Holiness, for the news that matters.
2: I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. News that matters. Starting, starting us off. We're talking about the Jags. Yeah, the uh, the team formerly known as JAX or yep. Saxonville. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, it's funny the difference a year can make. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you didn't see it, they were down in New Era Field and got a big old L, uh, at the hands of Josh Allen who's back in the lineup looking very good. Looks pretty good. He's made good plays with his feet, his then, arm like They're
0: not making him throw a lot, but th- he made some impressive not long bomb throws, which is everyone was worried about.
2: Totally. Yeah, He's still I mean he's been out like half the year, so good to see him back in uh in play. But after the loss, the Jags fired their offensive coordinator, uh Nathaniel Hackett, who I, I don't know what he's really been doing. I was <laughs> playing like minesweeper, or brick breaker, <laughs> or something. Right. Um
1: Minesweeper. sweeper <laughs> crushes
0: snake on his old Nokia. <laughs> yeah.
2: So they they first they fired uh, the offensive coordinator. Then they recently announced that they have demoted Blake rippin Sig's Bortles uh, <laughs> to backup in favor of Cody Kessler, the uh, the owner of the Owen sixteen Brown season that yep. was last year. So yep. uh, yeah, Mr. Bortles' days may be numbered in uh, Duval County.
0: And I don't even think he understands what's going on. <laughs>
2: No, yeah, all of his, all of his media. It's like, yeah, I kind of thought that was his IQ. He talks
0: to his wife. Yeah, exactly. Like, just oh, they got me number two on something called a depth chart. <laughs>
2: yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't seen the video that Barstool did where uh, the blonde chick basically tours his house c- crib style. Yeah, yeah, watch it, it, it immediately. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's
0: what, like, yeah, what, what's the first thing you do every morning?
2: Uh, probably wake up and take a piss. That's what he said on television. Yeah, way to go, bud. Probably rip a piss. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. What would you
2: be doing if you weren't in football? Oh, you know, construction, ripping <laughs> six.
0: Yeah, <laughs> straight up. We're not
2: making this up. That's what he said. Yeah. Go watch it. It's yeah. great. Um, Blake
0: Bortles answering questions. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh, good luck, Cody Kessler. Um, but, yeah, these guys were almost in the Super Bowl last year, and, and yeah, now they have, I think, what, three wins on the season? Um, I don't really know how you explain the drop-off. Obviously, Blake has returned to form, but the defense, like w- – you have no injuries to blame this on, and you're just not at all what you once were.
1: Long way down for the Jags. Long way. All the way. Folks, NFL is real, man. Top of the mountain,
0: bottom of the pile. Half a year. Yeah, they were literally, as Tom Coughlin said, they were they were one one first down away from the Super Bowl, and now they are... Literally, like, falling off a cliff. Uh, yeah, like, I don't,
2: I'm not seeing any of those highlight reel plays from the D. Um, but I know one thing that, you know, championships and consistently, you know, playoff contending teams know, don't do is give the other team bulletin board material on a weekly basis. Right. I'm um, looking at Mr. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. Um, so, you know, we talked about it uh, earlier in the year, but he really ripped Josh Allen above all else, or like, more than anyone else that he called out in the NFL, he ripped him to shreds in the GQ story he was featured in. Um, and then again, like later on Twitter, just,
0: you know, as they were airing out uh, preseason footage. You know, it would have been a great thing, I just thought of this, if before the Jacksonville game, they encouraged all fans to buy, or they make, you know, someone makes them, like, if, like some local Buffalo store or something, made a whole bunch of Oscar the Grouch masks. You know, you want to call us trash? Yeah, we're trash. You know, that would be great. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could rally behind that, like the dog mask. Come to the Ralph Dresses Oscar. Jalen Ramsey says we're trash. We got Josh Allen. We're not.
2: But, uh, yeah, best of luck. They got the smoking hot Colts up next. Yeah, good luck. Uh, Moving on. We're talking about another historically terrible franchise. The Browns. The Browns. Big revenge game. Yeah. 35-20 win over uh, Hugh Jackson, which we don't know what he's doing on Cincinnati, but over the Bengals. And Hugh. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's licking
0: catnip. Like, that guy's... I got more... Subtle, anyway, I got... But,
2: yeah, I know we always talk about sort of the... You know, what's the story or the mini-season uh, as far as the betting perspective? And, yeah, as you said, you know, hammer, hammer the ha- Browns on this hammer one. Hammer Cleveland. Um, yeah, they were pissed off. They were an angry team. Yep. You know, the coach has left, you know, with it. Well, to be fair... to it, To his credit, he was fired. He was asked to leave. Right. And then his friend, you know, in division game, a job. So I'd probably do the same. But, uh, yeah, Baker somehow has, you know, he's been lights out without Todd Haley or Hugh Jackson. throwing seven TDs and no picks in the last two games. Um, You know, Freddie Kitchen, the interim sort of offensive coordinator play caller. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Freddie Kitchen. Yeah. Who the hell are you? But
2: he's doing, you know, he's doing something right. Um and, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw, but, yeah, big interception by the Cleveland D in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the DB who picked it off just walks right over to the Cincy, Cincy sideline and hands Hugh the ball. Yeah. And what does Hugh do? He just takes it.
0: Takes it. Chaps him on the helmet. Oh, thanks a lot. Then immediately realizes he's just been butt-fucked on I'm, national television.
1: God, you're being trolled, <laughs> Hugh. Just.
0: Yeah. You, this is going to kick in in a couple of seconds, but the whole world's laughing at you right now. <laughs> Straight
1: anal leakage,
2: bro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> go jump in Lake Erie again Uh oh yeah.
2: That happened that um, But yeah After the game uh, You know Because he loves the spotlight He runs over to Baker Tries go, Leans in for the hug No dice yeah. Baker is not having it And uh, he addressed it After the game In the press conference And it was like Yeah uh, You know The guy left He's you know Goes to the team well, he didn't leave again, but he <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> goes to a team we played twice a year. Like, sorry, man. Also,
0: like, like brings the playbook, like, he brings all the secrets. Yeah. So there's some, you know, there's even though it's natural the way it all went down, there's some backstabbing. Shouldn't there.
2: he have really been, you know, theoretically, if he was doing his job in <laughs> Cleveland? He could have, you know, given them the game plan to win the game. Right. And all of their secrets, but he didn't do anything. So he had no value to provide.
1: <laughs> it's true. I mean, folks, how many secrets do the Browns have? <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here, folks? A couple of scribbled notes. What is it, draft day? He's got the notes scribbled on the
0: paper. I think and as soon as he left, they, they didn't use any of, secrets. of Hugh secrets.
1: Come on. They didn't lose any huge
0: Hugh Jacks' cut off. so far.
1: <laughs> Look, I, I got
2: more to say about Baker later, but. I mean we like, all saw a hard knocks so though when they the the dude they picked up off the Eagles when they played them a preseason. Yeah. He had like detailed like every player's weakness, how to oh, beat yeah. them, and it paid off. So yep. if you are a student of the game and pay attention, you should have had something to share. But um anyways, uh moving on. Um
0: uh, there's There was one meme though that was pretty fuck pretty fucking funny. It was did it was like, did you ever think that this, that Hugh Jackson wouldn't like this in week 12 and it's a picture of him on the sideline and it says 21-0 Cleveland over Cincy <laughs> like, he's just standing there like how am I still on the losing side of all this anyway for uh, anyone keeping track at home the
2: Cleveland Browns at 4-6-1 are now tied with the same record as the Green Bay Packers yep just like we all thought right and not eliminated from playoff contention whatsoever somehow it's theory. It mathematically possible. Mm-hmm. Um, unlikely. But, hey, I, I wouldn't be down. Da- I'd be down for it. couple wins in a row and a chance. For a team like Cleveland, that's all you need. believe Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some injury news. It was a uh, bit of a sloppy weekend. A couple uh, big names went down. So, starting with Melvin Gordon, fantasy players, I feel for you. Um, he's going to be out two to four weeks with a sprained MCL. Um, Andy Dalton also placed on... Um, IR for the remainder of the season with a some sort of finger injury. Did you hear? I, no, I think it was like a sprained finger, but IR.
0: Yeah, sounds like a limp dick to me. <laughs> since he's done,
1: the whole Hugh thing. Dalton's done. Dalton's done. Why is AJ gonna come back? AJ's agent. Agent. Yeah, it's a mouthful. AJ's agent is in his ear, being like, "Bro, yeah, chill the fuck out, okay? And don't come back." So since he's done, I just needed to hear everything I needed there.
0: Also, the, there's a, there was a report that Hugh Jackson, part of the reason he got brought in is to be groomed as the next head coach. If you were a Cincinnati Bengals fan, oh, it's it like, you, yeah, like somebody, Serenity just, now. somebody just hits you in the lead pipe with a shin and then was like, hey, this is going to happen every day for the next like four years. <laughs> you know? Get him out of here.
2: Yeah, they need help. Um, also, Marvin Jones, Detroit Lions, uh, he's got a bone bruise and a handful of other issues. He's done for the year. Done. Mr. Jack Doyle, uh, Indy, is done for the year. Jeff Huerman, the uh, name I finally figured out how to pronounce, uh, who's actually starting to look pretty damn good with uh, Case Keenum in Denver there. He's done for the year with some broken
0: ribs. L As a fellow Hugh, I'm upset for him. <laughs>
2: he, he's more of a hear, but yeah, <laughs> close enough. Was it Jeff
0: here? No, it's Jeff Huerman, isn't
1: it? I know, but it's... Half your first name, half oh, it's Jeff with a J.
0: Yeah, they're the other guys. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> we play them in polo once a year. <laughs> Me and the G Jeffs. <laughs>
2: polo, very exotic. <laughs> um, yeah, other big news of the week: uh, Leonard Fournette will be uh, forcibly sitting out next week. Uh, he and Shaq Lawson got in a fist fight after a play, and uh, they've been suspended for one week. They are appealing it, or at least Fournette is. I don't think it's going to, nothing's going to happen there. He wasn't even involved in the play and he got into a fist fight and threw punches at Helmets him. Helmets so.
0: came off. They were having a, a lo- somewhat of a long fist fight, about ten, like maybe two feet from fans.
2: Yeah, that's a hockey thing. They are suspended. Yeah. yeah. You can't, <laughs> or at least you can't one do that them. in that sport. No. Nope. Um, some other rapid fire headlines just to close off the news here Texans, red hot, 8 0. After starting 0-3, which is the first time that's ever happened in NFL history. Saw that. Colts are on a five-game winning streak, which is the longest since Andrew Luck did that in s- for them in 2014. There you go. that look great. Uh, former 49ers linebacker Ruben Foster uh, was released by the team this week after his third domestic abuse charge of 2018 alone. Yeah. Uh, ugly story here. Um, and literally as of a few hours ago, like right before we started recording – the Redskins have claimed him um, amid this legal, you know, BS, and it seems kind of like a Washington and, and the Dan Snyder thing to do. Yeah, just pick up this guy in the middle of shit. I
0: and, my, and like you're the only. They were the only team to place a waiver a waiver for him, so you could have just signed him after some of this came to light a bit more. It's just a PR dis- like it's just a PR disaster. But I mean Yeah. That's if, th- uh, if, hey, NFL's cold blooded, man.
2: If Leighton Vander Ash wasn't performing so hot, you know Jerry Jones would have been after him.
0: Yep. He loves those guys. <laughs> yeah.
2: Team convicts.
0: All right, that was the news. How about them convicts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about them convicts? I'll oh, shout out Mo Rissa. Free Mo Rissa. <laughs> Hashtag conjugal visit. Have you oh? seen have you seen Rissa? Because we need Mo. Rissa. <laughs> she coming. Kissing me, Florida. Uh, Yo, yeah, before you jump into your truth of the week... It's all right. I watched this Sunday of football, and I read last week's Sunday of football Yeah. when I connected to some Wi-Fi. Bro, all these coaches are leaving a ton of points on the board. Been, just because... I've been barking up this tree for a You've been complaining
0: about this for a couple weeks. I'm glad you're getting this out.
1: I got to get this out. Just because points are easier to score doesn't mean you got to leave more on the table. It's not an inverse relationship. you got to go with the tide. When all the points are there, take them. Especially first half when a decision for the game is not to be made. I'm watching Carolina doing this. First quarter at home, 90-yard drive, eight minutes, nothing.
0: What, what happened? They went for it on a f-
1: They went down for fourth
0: and three. Fourth and three from the where?
1: Uh, from their own, from the six. Yeah, I don't like that. They weren't even
0: halfway in. They got nowhere. I don't hate it as much as you, but I understand where you're coming from.
1: It's the point that the two-point conversions and leaving three points off the board aren't just about not getting the points. It's demoralizing to the team. It allows them to question you and your authority whether you make the right decision or not. Points in the first half can't be ignored. It's crazy. Michigan, Ohio State, it turns momentum. Michigan's got all the momentum. They stole it late late in the first half from Ohio State. They decide to go for two to tie it up as a miracle. The quarterback gets sacked for 14 yards, and all of a sudden the horseshoe's alive. They march and score, and the game was never the same. You can't leave this stuff on the points on the board, folks. I'm telling you. Reading it, watching it, it's crazy,
0: man. The aggression of the NFL has slowly been pissing Weird Mike off for a couple of years, and he exploded this weekend. <laughs> exploded. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, especially if you don't have a great play lined up, if you're just going to run, you know, some stupid-ass play, I hear you. So, you know, I'm about winning games.
1: I've fallen off the fantasy train. I'm just picking winners now. It's tough, man. You got to just take the points. Don't outthink the room. Vrabel is hanging himself a noose. Mariota almost went perfect. I know you don't think that was a real perfect stat. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But he did everything he was asked for. Vrabel called it a terrible game from his challenges to his go for it's to his let
0: ups. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if you if you didn't see the Monday Night Football game, okay, Hucks boy Marcus Mariota, who's looking good, Huck. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the headline on the score score scores the score app right now was, uh, Mariota nearly perfect in Monday Night Football loss. No, that's not what happened. Here's the stat line. Okay, twenty-two for twenty-three, three hundred and four yards, two touchdowns. If you didn't watch the game, well, that's that's pretty perfect. Damn. Okay, guy got sacked a bunch of times, held onto the ball way too long. They lost by seventeen points. Okay. Those numbers give a millennium bullshit boner. If you are down by, if you were, if you lost by seventeen points, I would rather you have an interception. It means you threw up a fifty-five percent ball to try to get that late touchdown, rather than look, look, nothing clearly open. I'm going to check down and quit the game, basically in the late in the third quarter. Uh, I did not like that. Stats, folks, watch the games or at least read some stuff or listen to our show, so you don't have to watch them. So we could tell you to look beyond the stats. Some stats are important. Uh, some of the sharp pickers in Vegas and, you know, the best, some of the best just guys all over the world picking games love yards per attempt and yards per play. That's telling you the type of chunk yardage that the offense achieves and goes for. All right? If your yards per play is horrible, that you know what? You're not going to get down the field in a 30-play 30, 30 drive. So you've got to take some chunk yardage. Watch out for stats. Marriott was not perfect. Mike, you watched the whole game. Correct. He was not perfect. You don't think he played as bad uh, as I think. I don't think it was that far off
1: the left. I think Vrabel cost him that game. But <laughs> that stat is ridiculous.
0: 22 for 23, 300 <laughs> he was, he yards. anything but you, If you lose by 17, this is a bad structure. It's like going to your boss at the end of the quarter and being like, look at all the perfect stuff I did in the office. My binder is perfectly organized. My emails have all been checked and responded to. But we lost $250,000 last quarter. But look, I really nailed it. You know? You have Tennessee. You have a broken offense. Way to go. Also, Vrabel and, Coach Vrabel and Coach O'Brien with the quickest postgame, like, weird, I hate you hand, sh- hand slap I've ever seen. A lot of man beef. Yeah, yeah. A lot of man beef going on. And they're all wearing weird vests this year. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's looking like they're going fishing or hunting <laughs> yeah. or something. This is some bad
2: former locker room beef or something, because O'Brien was in New England when Vrabel was there. Right. As a player. But then know.
0: O'Brien hired him as defensive coordinator for the Texans last year. Then he gets hired within division, and he got a little Hugh Jackson thing there, because Vrabel just coached all those defensive guys last year.
2: Yep, that's way more relevant than what I said.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, what, boy, boy Again, look beyond the stats, folks, and also just look beyond why you think you love the game. Okay, you might, you know, we always say I love Tom Brady. We admit it, you know. Mike is all over me and Voice of God for being all over his dioc, uh, but it's
1: because I jumped on it this week for for a
0: couple of different reasons. I mean, I love excellence, you know. I, I love, I love, uh, you know, I love champ- guys, you know, dynasties win championships, but that's just part of you know, what I like. My favorite guy growing up was Brett Favre. Won one championship. Very imperfect. But you couldn't stop watching him. He was freaking interesting. And he had an ego. It's not always a bad thing. Especially for a small town. That leads us to our Truth of the Week. Hey. You might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the Week, folks, is that having an ego is Not really a bad thing. I mean, it can be, but just while an ego can lead, you know, people to do bad things or not succeed, an ego can lead people to succeed and do good things. Just how you use it. I'll tell you a place doesn't have a really big ego. It's called Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) They didn't have an ego. Then they got LeBron. Hey, we're crushing it for like, you know, the better part of a decade minus a couple of years uh, down in South Beach. LeBron just divorced them for the second time. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it was totally his decision. It's like, you know, someone you love, just leaving. See you later. He was the empowered female in the situation. You got it. I'm out of here. I'm going to L.A. All right, I'm bigger and better things. They, you will never be enough for me. You know, I'm going to L.A. Just like one am going to Miami. Came back. There you go. Did you a favor. Peace out. I mean, let's be honest. You're Cleveland. All right. Baker Mayfield's got an ego. More than Sam Darnold, you know, who a lot of people feel should have been drafted in that first spot. Sam Darnold's probably perfect for New York, you know? Quiet guy. He's from California. He's not even impressed by New York. He loves Southern California. That helps. Baker was a walk-on everywhere, all right? And earlier on in this season, I said, you know what? I'm not sure if he's going to succeed because he's always been used to not getting what he wants, and he got what he wanted, you know? I think it's a perfect match. I think Cleveland made the perfect pick. You just got rid of Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley. You're the two main offensive minds of of your entire team. You got Baker Mayfield and some guy named Johnny Living Room running your offense. Freddie Kitchen. The point is, it's Cleveland right now, if the NFL is Netflix, I am binge-watching the Cleveland Brown-Baker Mayfield show. And the NFL is a TV show. If you just have, you know excellence everywhere, and no egos, and no, you know, no Jalen Ramsey's. Look, who do I want on my team if I was the coach? I want Tom Brady, all right? But as a fan, as a guy sitting on the couch, you know, just loving the NFL, I want Baker Mayfield. I want him not shaking Hugh Jackson's hand after. I want him saying afterwards, be like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Try to play, try to get us to play for you, then you leave. That's just how I feel about it, as in he doesn't care anymore. He is the top of the offensive mountain in Cleveland. Johnny Liveroom probably won't be the offensive coordinator next year. And whoever they do bring in or the new head coach, he's going to be basically brought in because he's perfect for Baker. Baker is Cleveland. He's the Cleveland offense. He's got the all-go-ahead from John Dorsey. Genius, by the way. He drafted Pat Mahomes and then Baker Mayfield one year after another with Kansas City and then Cleveland. Baker Mayfield and some guy named Johnny Livingroom just beat a real defense in Cincinnati. I mean, hey, they're having a horrible year. But you got Marvin Lewis defensive coaches. You got real players. I made it looked stupid the other day. They beat Atlanta the other day. Mm-hmm. This is Baker Mayfield, supposedly from the horrible Big 12 conference where they don't play real defenses. He's torching them. And he's, he watched his boy play because uh, him and Mahomes are buddies. Watch this boy play like the game of the year in Monday night football. Mm. I knew he was gonna light it up because he considers him an equal. Even more so. He was the first overall pick. He does consider his him ego soccer. works in his favor. And again, I'm not saying if I was a coach, I'd want him on my team. But as a guy, if I lived in Cleveland and I was a Browns fan, I am so happy Baker's my quarterback. And as an NFL fan, I can't stop watching him. Sometimes the only way out of a really bad
1: situation is to get somebody that doesn't know better. Yeah. some has been out of it.
0: So you got Baker, who doesn't really give a... He was not part of any of these losses. Correct. His record's pretty close to even. He's about a 500 starter almost. And that's what he thinks, and that's his reality. so in his reality, he's not a Cleveland Brown of the Browns days. I'm Baker Mayfield. I'm the Heisman Trophy winner. I'm the number one pick, and y'all are stupid for doubting me. And he's slowly proving it, and I can't stop watching him. I'm, I love it. Baker Mayfield. I like him. He's interesting. My wallet likes Tom Brady. All right? <laughs> my appreciation of excellence likes Tom Brady. Man, my uh, the kid in me, the excitement in me for a football fan, man, I'll watch Baker Mayfield play football. I like it. You hear that, buddy boy? <laughs> John Dorsey. His impersonation of, Don, of John Dorsey, it's impressive on many levels. Yeah. It's impressive that his relationship with his general manager is already, what, three weeks into training camp at a point where he could pull off a perfect impersonation. The fact that he could act so well just even says something about his character, ego, I think.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the gum chewing really nailed it. Uh, yeah. Just a lot of Pete Carroll yeah, you, sound effects.
0: That's what it takes to be a Cleveland Brown. You know? Hey, buddy boy.
2: <laughs> and the uniform he's yeah. Nailed he's just, it. You know, old old dude. Where is that? It's
0: great. John Dorsey going down as a genius. Uh one of the best college football games of all time, Texas Tech versus Oklahoma two years ago. And John Dorsey drafted Mahomes with the Chiefs and then drafted Baker Mayfield with the Cleveland Browns. Might retire one day, look at his kid and be like, Man, it was two years, I far nailed it. Woo! Truth of the week, folks, I'm all in with Baker. Sometimes having an ego is not too bad at all. All right. A lot of people are going to doubt you in your life. You might try to do some outlandish shit. But you know what? You could probably do it. If there's other humans doing it, you could do it. All right? might take some hard work. You're probably going to fail a whole bunch of times. But you can do it. Don't let people tell you you can't. Baker, he walked on everywhere he went. And now people are starting to believe him. I believe him. Just because you had him in your fancy lineup oh, of the was, week. Come on, what a pickup!
2: It was, it was a good pickup. I bid,
0: it was. A, I bid twenty bucks for him because Mahomes was sitting. He starts. I still lost to the Tampa Barn Huckineers of uh, of Huck Media. He beat me by uh, twenty points. Playoffs coming up. Leonard Fournette had a big day for him, even though he got ejected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Baker Mayfield started him, nailed it, loved it. Here's the ball, Hugh Jackson. You're a fucking balloon. I hate that guy. All right, weird Mike. Uh, the pick didn't go so well.
1: Pick didn't go so well.
0: Philadelphia. They were happy to win. They were happy to win the game.
1: Yeah, they were
0: flat-footed. Yeah, it was weird. It was so weird. Did not expect them to come out flat.
1: But uh, I thought you had honors.
0: Uh, I'll give you honors anyway. And because uh, I'm actually really spicy about my picks this week. I love them.
1: You got spicy, eh? Spicier than that uh, prison food. No, no, yo. no.
0: I love my picks this week. Here we go. You go first. Weird Michael. Honors. Okay. Texas two-step. Get <laughs> from the white tees.
1: Weird pick is six and six. We take in Philly minus six on Monday Night Football. Six, six, six. Devil me up, baby. El Diablo returns to Toronto. The same team at the same spread against basically the same opponent in back-to-back weeks. Never seen it. Super weird. Love it. Didn't work the first time. That chick on the beach, that Philly special, it's always weird the first time, you know? It's all about that second time. You got to stick with it. You don't get it on fourth down, maybe you go for it again. One for two. Split the difference. Philly minus six. They're going to use the same formula as Dallas. They're playing Washington. I watched that Turkey Bowl. Dallas power football and big plays. What I did notice from the Giants game is that Philly's turning into a power team. They got Jamal Adams, and like they're hearing. pounding the rock behind a really aggressive and nasty and disrespected offensive line through this hangover process. Right. They're turning into nasty power football with big play on the side. You got to respect Tate. You got to respect Jeffrey. Look for a big finish from Aguilar. i going to pick him and spike a daily because everybody's disrespecting him because he's not part of the game plan. Wait till week seven, 16, 17 when they explode on monster plays because they've been cheating in the box, because they've been pounding the rock. So the pick is Philly. Weird pick. Minus six. Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles fly. Monday night, I've kind of stayed away from it most of the year. It's usually my favorite game of the week. Yeah, I know. You always pick Monday. This year, I've been off it. It's been up and down. I'm going to get back on. It's so weird
0: to have the same team. By the same spread. By the same spread. But this time, it's against a backup quarterback, and I really like it. You know? All right. Take Here it. we go. Hugh picks. You. All right, that's Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks, and the sound of few picks. All right, our gold pick this week is the Indianapolis Colts, minus four at Jacksonville. All right, I got Cody Kessler, a quarterback, facing one of the hottest teams in the league. I got an offensive genius and a quarterback who's executing it. And a team that believes against a team that absolutely does not believe. They don't even want to be there. This team's over. They know they need a new quarterback. This is the first game that you'll see Jacksonville actually sort of not show up, I believe. So take the four points. Anything anything under a touchdown I would have taken Indy, uh, especially against Cody Kessler. I got Andrew Locke and Frank Reich. Uh, I don't think that Cody Kessler and that Jacksonville offense minus Leonard Fournette has any chance of uh, keeping up with a very high scoring Indianapolis Colts team. Take it. I love it. Silver pick is the Atlanta Falcons in basically their elimination game at home facing Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson has had two home games to start his NFL career. Not going to be as friendly on the road. He's going to have to do some checks and audibles in some really loud situations. And, and, Dan Quinn's Atlanta defense, especially when they're desperate, I believe will come to play. They got Bruce Irvin involved in the game plan, and the more he gets involved, the better Atlanta will be. Also, uh, I don't trust the Ravens' defense as much on the road uh, to not give up points. Carolina smoked him earlier in the year, and I think Atlanta with a similar offense will do the same thing. Take Atlanta at the pick. I think that's a nice number, just Atlanta to win the game. Number three, we're taking the Arizona Cardinals, plus 14 and a half points at Lambeau Field facing the Green Bay Packers. Folks, whenever you get 14 and a half points in general, you know, it's usually worth a look. Unless, you know, you're facing Drew Brees or Tom Brady and, when the, and the Rams or the Chiefs, and they're playing lights out, out of their mind. Arizona is facing a four, six, and one team. Road, home, I don't care. This is not even a winning team. Aaron Rodgers is playing some of the worst football of his prime. His yards per play and yards per attempt are all down, and that used to be his sort of go-to uh, as to why he really succeeded in, lo- in football. Not this year. I like Green Bay wins for sure. 14 and a half points. Way too many to take at Arizona. They're healthy. They're just not executing. Okay, uh, I like the Cleveland Browns plus six at Houston. That number's a bit too high just because Houston won by 17, but that was a bit of an inflated score because Mariota played perfect on Monday Night Football. He did. I saw it. <laughs> it was not perfect. Uh, but this is an inflated score. They won by 17. Probably should have been more about a 10-point, 7-point game, but Mariota is a pussy. So uh, that number's up. I like the six. Buy a point if you can, but officially on our show, we will be taking Cleveland plus six. All right. Again, Cleveland believes they're on a two-game winning streak Again, it's they—they're they're at like a party where the, their parents left. Okay, Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley are gone. Wow. The older psycho brother is running the party. Bounty hunter defensive coordinator Greg Williams. We're gonna take out his ACL. Jesus Christ, man, you're scarier than The Purge. Uh, and they got Nick Chubb running hard out of Georgia. Very though. impressed with Nick Chubb. Very impressed with Nick Chubb. One of the better center, second round picks uh, of the year for sure workhorse warhorse weird movie <laughs> we're also taking the dallas cowboys plus seven and a half for thursday night football Whoa. huck media has told us we, we got our show out at night early hopefully uh this week so we will be able, able to hear this full handicap uh and get your pick in i suggest getting this pick in early as one of my favorite shows straight out of vegas has already predicted Uh, that this line will probably move to an even seven or a six and a half because Dallas at home running the football could pose a challenge to the Saints. So I'm taking them. Dallas plus seven and a half. Again, I don't like Dallas long term. Just like love in life, I don't think you should. Love and quarterbacks are very similar. Don't settle. I'll get into that in a second. Dallas is settling with Dak Prescott. Seven and a half points at home. Thursday night football, it's too many. I like it. New Orleans is not just going to steam everybody on the way to the Super Bowl. And I'm also taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Minus three and a half. It's a tough line. I thought about this one for a long time. They're home to the L.A. Chargers. Whoa. Yeah. Yep. I think the Chargers have been just so lucky not really facing super tough competition besides the Seattle win. You know, coming off Arizona, Oakland, Tennessee, I'm just not super impressed with their victories yet. I don't see them winning the game, so I'm trying not to let that half point scare me. I thought about this one for a long time. Pittsburgh in November. Playoff picture starting to be on the line. Coming look, off a loss. Look at their Coming off a loss, look at their record against Phillip Rivers, okay? They're pretty good against him. It's, Again, hard. it's hard to
2: trust at this time of the year.
0: Yes, don't think of the Chargers necessarily as a whole this year. Just look at Mike Tomlin's defense especially when they're executing which they lead the league in sacks as the herd pointed out. Uh, against the Chargers, I don't think the Chargers win the game even though they're good enough to, you know, cover some sort of spread. I think uh, I think Pittsburgh wins this one 27-23 on their way to an AFC North crown, and i give it a bonus pick because I've been doing pretty good in my over-unders, and I haven't been sharing them on the show. Also, if we see a college pick that we like as much as we on the show loved Ohio State yesterday, we will share it. We're sorry about that. We both cashed in, and we felt kind of dumb for not giving you, look, who's talkers that pick. We watched a little bit of college. We were all over Ohio State. Uh, we know they're going to win by 30, but uh, we love them to win on the money line. The... Ohio State decked out in my scarlet and gray all Saturday, bro. Bonus pick, Buffalo versus Miami over 40 and a half. All right, I don't trust Miami's defense to slow down uh, Josh Allen. Look, they're not going to rip it up and score 35, but you know what? A 24-20 victory is enough. 40.5 40.5 and a half points, the lowest over under the week. Take the over with that. Tannehill back in. Adam Gates can score some points with that Dolphins offense. Soak in the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the a low number. Take the over. Tease it if you want to. But I'm taking it at 40 and a half. That's seven picks for you. Back on track. You picks. Yo
1: yeah, I'm gonna jump in with a bonus pick. Yeah. Real quick, time. I missed last week. Sure. We got that bet. I yeah, need we'll a get... few, I need a few we'll extra of, picks. to, we to we bet. Even out the percentages, right? I'm going to take... This could cost you. This could cost me, or it could propel me. All right? Those are the chances you got to take. I'm taking the Vikings, yo. Plus five. Weird number. Five is four, says Coach (laughs) Palmy. Plus five, Minnesota. Kirk loves to stir the pot in big games. Doesn't always get it done, but the Vikes are bringing their A effort. Plus five. I am going to hit that hard. Uh... So, what do you think of that, Vog? Official pick on the record. Looking for that brew.
2: It's interesting. No, it's going to be a good game. Um, obviously, yeah. I forgot that uh, New England had to play Minnesota. Um, yeah, they're they're a great team. I would definitely want to uh, check Twitter and see how Xavier Rhodes is doing. Yeah. Uh, there was there was initially there was some you know thoughts that he may have tore his hamstring. Uh, there was like a weird video that looked like it kind of ripped, but uh, apparently that was baloney um and he he is doing well but i mean he's definitely not a 100 if he is in the game Um, but yeah i mean yeah it's tough pats have pats have struggled in the last little bit but i I think they're gonna bounce back
0: also that's a good point vog because secondary if you have secondary issues tom's exposing them you know he's not gonna miss that but uh that's, that's gonna be a good game i don't like picking against tom at home in november by less than a touchdown and there's something about Kirk Cousins. Which is why Washington got rid of him. Because a couple of those late season games, he basically gave the game away. Even though he had a good season statistically, Bruce Allen and the Redskins didn't want to keep him because he always lost the last game of the season to not get in the playoffs or whatever. And I think Bill Belichick, whatever it is that gets to Cousins, I think Belichick knows it.
1: This pick is based on Kirk wanting to beat Tom being an opposite conference, despite Xavier, which is huge. I'm sticking with the pick. Vikes plus five.
0: Going to be a good game. Troy and Buck calling it.
2: Just missing a little alpha, Kirk is.
0: Yeah. You like that. You know what I like? Winning fantasy, which I haven't done in four weeks. Help me out, Lord. Help out a look who's talkers. Let us pray.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Fantasy baby heading into week 13. Um. The bye weeks are officially over now, so you can, you know, should be a a few less roster moves to make uh, on a week-by-week basis, and hopefully you didn't lose with Todd Gurley sitting out of your lineup like I did this week. Tough go. But um, as we sort of talked to earlier in the show, there's quite a few injuries this week, so I'm sure you probably will still be, you know, busy on the waiver wires tonight as we record Tuesday night. Uh, But uh, as always, take a look at who people are dropping. People are getting desperate. People are trying to, as we have been, Harping on for weeks, picking up your handcuff to your star running back if you haven't done so already. I grabbed a couple extra handcuffs. I grabbed Gio Bernard. I don't even own.
0: Um, yeah, sometimes I like to get funky. You yeah. know, a couple of handcuffs just laying around there. You go, yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> Anywho, um, starting running backs to take a look at if they're not owned in your league. I'm going to say this. Please, someone tweet in if Austin Eckler isn't owned in your league because I just want to meet who's involved in your league, because he really should be. But also on the L.A. Chargers, Mr. Justin Jackson. Um, you know, Eckler's probably owned, like we said, but yeah, Jackson had seven carries for 57 yards, and Melvin Gordon will be out for the next couple weeks. So uh, worth a look. He could, you know, sort of steal that role that, you know, fill in for Melvin more so than Austin. Um, Gus Edwards uh, should be owned in most leagues by now, but yeah, he's, uh, he's taking control of the Baltimore backfield. Other news, uh, yeah, Marlon Mack is in concussion protocol, so stay tuned on that. But, um, you know, Naheem Hines or Jordan Wilkins may be available in your leagues. Uh, they're, they're owned in a small percentage right now.
0: Fuck me and the goat ass. I just dropped Hines.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, you'll have to pay for him, and I probably have more fab dollars left than you. So, yeah. yeah um yeah.
0: shelled out for Baker. <laughs> yeah,
2: Colts, Colts offense is buzzing. Whoever's in the game is, is going to be relevant. Um, and on Jacksonville... We talked about Fournette missing, so Carlos Hyde, thirty-seven percent owned in most leagues, um, as well as T.J. Yeldon, he worth a look. Uh, Mister Legarrette Blunt, pound the rock, got uh, you know two Thanksgiving touchdowns um, in the, the car- absence of on Johnson. Right. So stay tuned on his injury. I believe he's going to be in, um, but stay tuned on that. Also uh, coming back from injury, Mister Rex Burkhead, he was activated off IR, um, and Sony Michelle, you know he, he's you know one quick hit. He, you know, he's worth picking up. Take a look at Re- Rexy. Uh,
0: with, with Blunt, finally said it right. Hey, yeah. Yeah, smoking that sweet Chiba. Um, I find that there's a lot of games sometimes late in the season with teams that are out where they just decide, you know what, we're just going to run our quarterback. Or we're just going to run our running back. Like, the Cardinals were way out of it last year. And they gave it to Adrian Peterson. I think it was like week 13 or something like this. And they gave it to Adrian Peterson like 35 times. He ran for like 185 yards. Yeah. I feel like, you know what? The Lions are out. Stoppers doesn't want to throw any more picks. I mean, we're going to give it to LeGarret and pound the rock hard. I like that. I think he would carry on out. I think he'll have a big rest of the season.
2: Yeah. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers. Josh Reynolds of the LA Rams. If he hasn't owned already, probably is. But definitely pick him up. Um, Jacksonville, D.D. Westbrook. Kota Kessler's new best friend. Um, you know, take a look at Antonio Callaway down in Cleveland with uh, you know, Baker being a boss. Seattle take a look at David Moore, um, as well as John Ross in Cincy. And I know uh Andy Dalton is out for the rest of the season, but the guy's got three touchdowns in the last three games, so bit of a yeah. Bit of a hot streak for Mr. John Ross.
0: In fantasy news that doesn't matter, Andy Dalton's hurt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully you were never reliable. on He was on him. your
0: starting quarterback. Yeah, you got to stay off the catch. Only in too. very deep leagues. <laughs> uh,
2: but also, uh, looking at Tampa Bay, Mr. Jameis had a nice, uh, nice performance and win last week. So Adam Humphreys and Chris Godwin are especially valuable in PPR formats. Also, last but not least, with the Marvin Jones injury, you want to take a look at Bruce Ellington uh, in Detroit will be soaking up some of those targets. Bruce? Yeah. Um, Tight end news. Uh, Vance McDonald is day-to-day and may not play, so Jesse James, definitely worth a shot. And Chris Herndon of the Jets, um, somebody to take a look at in deeper leagues. I mean, tight ends have been such a crapshoot this year, it's really hard to have faith in anyone. If your name isn't Zach Ertz or Eric Ebron. And as always, if you have any more questions for us, please slide into the DMs in the least sexual way or sexual way. Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever you want. But slide into our D- DMs on Insta at Hughes Talking <laughs> or Twitter at the Fantasy VOG.
0: You heard it here, folks. Send all your dick pics <laughs> to our fantasy guru. Ship them.
1: <laughs> Send them. Put you in Twitter jail or something. I, hey,
0: to our lady listeners too. Feel for yeah. I mean, he'll take those nudes as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Holy jeez. <laughs> Tranny or no tranny? It's my favorite travel game. I don't
0: know. That's Dwight. You can follow me uh, at Jeff Hewlett, G-E-O-F-F-H-U-L-E-T. We are the team that usually wins the Jeff Polo game.
1: <laughs> and you can uh, follow me at Weird Mike 24 I'll be posting the
0: pictures from the Colombian prison dinner on my Twitter. Yeah, follow us at Hughes Talking on Instagram. When you see a video of Weird Mike screaming in a boat, uh, you'll know that our new episode's ready. Gulf of Mexico strikes again Yeah, look, just one thing You know, throughout life and throughout football I've mentioned this before You know, just like love Don't settle, okay? The The Jacksonville Jaguars You know, we've been shitting on them this whole episode And Dallas Cowboys Look like they might be on the way to the playoffs But let me tell you something I'd rather be the Jaguars, okay? I'd rather be the Jaguars At least they know Explain this At least they know they're benching Bortles now. You know, they, they know. They're not, he's, not, he's not hurt. They're just benching him. They are not settling for possibly reaching the playoffs again and then just becoming a double-digit underdog as soon as you get to the second round or if you get unlucky in the first round. The Cowboys are. They're, if they re-sign Dak Prescott because of these last three wins and the Amari Cooper trade and it all seems to be working and yes. the fact that the Eagles are just imploding – this is going to work this year. You know, it's like a shitty relationship that, yeah, it's sort of just working out. They just got a dog. You're yeah. ticking boxes. Yeah, we got a dog. It's a shitty winter. You know, we... we
1: Cuffing season.
0: We both, we both like uh, Black Mirror. Great show, by the way, on Netflix. Fucking sick. But either way, and you just decide, hey, let's, yeah, let's, let's just do this. Let's get married. You know, Either way, don't settle because this is going to lead to bigger problems. The Jaguars know that they don't want to marry Blake Bortles. Dallas is just settling for Dak Prescott.
2: Yep, yep. So
0: I'd rather be the Jags on the hunt for a new love, a new quarterback. I got a rock star defense. I got a young running back. I just need an engine in my, in my car. Dallas Cowboys, they a, they're just ignoring that they need a new engine. Their new paint job is going to take them to the playoffs. They're going to face either the Rams or the Saints. They're going to be 10.5-point underdogs, and they're going to get smoked. Because in that point, that's where you really need a quarterback. So I'd rather be the Jags. Don't settle in life.
2: Okay. Yep. Yeah, we've talked about this before. So these losses help. You're, yeah, you're, you're going to get in trouble in life or work or anything like that when you can't make, you know, man up and, or woman up.
0: Make the tough decisions. Make the tough decision. Right. Stand by. it. I think Jerry's worried about his mortalities. Like, I can't drop another quarterback. I'm going to farvin' and croak before we make the playoffs again. I'll take my chances, make the tournament. And you know what? That's good enough for some teams. They remind me of the Kansas City Chiefs. Of Alex Smith. I know I bring this up a lot, but for three years there, they were making the playoffs and then as soon as they rolled into New England or Pittsburgh, they were about a touchdown underdog, and they got smoked. Or they got upset by Tennessee. They, don't, they stopped wanting to be, un, needing to be lucky to win these games. They want to be the better team. Dallas, you know what? They're happy to make the tournament and be a bit lucky. Alright, you heard some fantasy news that does not matter. How about some real news that does not matter? Let us pray. (laughs) The fantasy news matter, Jeff. I'm know. i talking about the Andy Dalton hurting his finger. Ah, okay, okay. come on. Nobody cared about Nobody doing that. No, no. I need this.
2: All right. Thank you, Jeffrey. The news, it doesn't matter. We got a Seller of the Week, folks. Oh, mama. We got a couple to pick from. Uh, I'm going to start with the honorable mentions. Uh, Coming out of the Thursday Night Football game, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, Washington Redskins receiver Trey Quinn Yes, You're Not Alone. I don't really know who that is either. Um, and I'm assuming some of the listeners of the show are hardcore fans of The Office, oh, like, who, I, like who, I am.
0: Who wouldn't be? Great show.
2: Yeah, Michael Scott, legend, Dwight, the whole crew. Um, but yeah, so there was, in one of the episodes, Michael Scott, he, he makes a movie, and they finally watch it. It's called Threat Level Midnight. Um, throughout the ridiculous movie, uh, there's one in particular scene where they're in the bar, and for some reason, he desi- they decide to break out into dance. And it's called the Scarn. Anyways, it's the worst dance ever, but it's like, that's how you do the Scarn. Like, put your hand to the left, but you move to the left. <laughs> right. It's awful. But, like, spot on, they, Trey Quinn pulled it. out the Scarn. Yeah. He nailed it. It was, uh, I mean, most people had no, oh, that's a stupid dance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Took a couple internet sleuths uh, and hardcore Office fans to figure that one out. Um, also, the Bears busted out the Super Bowl shuffle. Saw that. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Um, I mean, nothing's as good as the original, you know, and it helps when, once you've won the Super Bowl. It also does help. Yes. Might have just jinxed it right there.
0: Yeah. But the swagger that they're doing these celebrations, are is, is it, it adds to the swagger that you bring on the field.
2: Absolutely, which re- leads us to our winner of the week. I think everyone knows where I'm going if you're on social media or watching the Minnesota game. <laughs> but after the Dalvin Cook ran it in for a TD, they got the whole offense involved. And turn Huck's boy, Adam Thielen, into a human limbo pole. Which
0: which helps Huck's boy in the rankings anyway.
2: Oh, absolutely. Enormously. Um, Yeah. A couple boys, Dalvin and crew, like three guys, like do the, you know, the hula shuffle dance, slide underneath. And, you know, this this is very, you know, personally, big limbo guy. uh, So,
0: (laughs) yeah, this might, this is probably a little known fact. Also a big limbo guy. You have no idea, though, who you're competing with. I swear to God. Uh, okay, Brent Waits, our, va- our fantasy uh, voice of God, V.O.G., himself, he stands at what? How, how tall are you, Brent? 6'5". Six 6'5". Five? Six five, okay, and it's a tall 6'5". It's in the upper echelons of the six fives. I thought it was a bottom 6'5". Go on. <laughs> okay. Either way, he is a limbo hustler. That's right. Doesn't make money off or anything, but he really blows the room away every time. Is that so, Jeffrey? I, he, I have been party to him and Huck Media has also been there. More than one country.
2: Yes, several times I have watched Brent blow people's minds. Blow people's mind with his limbo abilities.
0: And, and this isn't a, this isn't just against, you know, a bunch of other guys. As in the entire party, which may have like, you know, a girl there who stands at four, you know, what, four foot ten. Sure, you weren't blowing the people with your mind? No, 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 no. No joke though. It's all fun and games. Like, Brent just keeps, you know, continuing to the next round. And, you know, all the other tall guys are gone. Then it gets down to Brent versus, like, two midgets and, like, uh, you know, uh, someone's little sister.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I haven't figured out how to monetize it yet. Uh, (laughs) But, damn, yeah. It's a weird skill. Got to go with what what you got.
1: I'll tell you how you monetize it. You take weird Mike's challenge bet, bro. I'll out limbo you any day, bro. I'm in that hang chair, inversion chair. I'm light. Hey, you're looking with with that eyes. You know how agile I am, bro? Don't let the big frame fool you. Limbo challenge. Weird Mike, VOG. Oh, my God. Centennial Studios basement. Three weeks from tonight. All right. Your return
0: from Ecuador. Are we doing this? We're doing this. I'm just saying I have a new bonus pick for the week, and it's Brent Waits to win the limbo. (laughs) Oh, so you're setting the line early? Dude, I've seen him beat a cat at limbo. You don't bet? You down for this? He's never lost. Yeah, of course. I, Of course. I mean it. The guy can bend over. He's like Stretch Armstrong. Anyway, if you think you're good at limboing, uh, our, our fantasy dude's better. Really good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh,
2: bringing it back to the news, it doesn't matter. Sorry. That was definitely a lot of uh, yeah. nothing that mattered. Right. Um, Moving on, uh, there's a juicy little Twitter beef. I don't know if you guys have seen any of this just yet, um, but it's really heating up between the Saints and Dallas ahead of the game this week. Demarcus Lawrence kicked it off with some strong comments, um, perhaps foolish, but uh, you know, sort of paraphrasing Mike Tyson um, in regards to the Saints, saying you know everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Um, bold, bold take. You know they're yeah the best offense in football right now. You know top two argue that. Um, if you
0: do get shit kicked, it's going to be on national TV, so there you go.
2: Yeah, Michael Thomas, um, you know, absolute stud, responded with some spicy tweets himself um, saying, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew, bud. Um, so yeah, either way, I'm fired up to see the Saints pump Dallas. And Jerry Jones just like cringe and wince on camera and just take the air out of his sails. He's, you know, they're 3-0 and and yeah.
1: I do love Jerry and his national television wincing. Big NFL hobby of mine. Love watching that. It gets... Dallas hit the crescendo with that Thanksgiving win. Three in a row. It all comes crashing down now.
0: It's just awesome watching uh, Jerry's emotions with the game. I wish my... I wish the team that I loved had an owner just like that. Last but not
2: least, a uh, little story coming out of the New England and the New York Jets game, um, which was, you know, not the most memorable. Right. Uh, but Mr. Cordell Patterson... Um, we can confirm that he is a heterosexual male. Sure. Uh, so I don't know if you saw the game or saw the, the, uh, the highlights of it online. <laughs> the <but> highlight. The <laughs> highlight. Uh, low light, however you want to call it. Oh. Um, but yeah, during the game, he got taken down um, by one of the Jets players. I don't even know who it was, but they were essentially laying on top of him, and they weren't in the biggest rush to sort of get off of his face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Bob Mennery did a great call of the video. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you're doing it wrong. Right. But um, anywho, the sort of crotchal region really was close to Cordero's face for a little bit longer than he liked. So as the guy was sort of getting off and on his knees, that sounded funny, um, (laughs) he took a big old grab, a crotch, and just didn't let go. Yeah. To which, yeah, the Jets player didn't like very much. No. Um, Not having a cup or, yeah, he, he really, you know, firm grasp. Um, but after you know, obviously the the highlight um, made the rounds on the web. But in the press game, the post game press conference, the, the you know, Cordero, what happened there? And he's, I'm a grown man, <laughs> I, I don't need no one's ass, dick, and balls in my face. <laughs> just just great.
0: You know, I watch sports. I've watched sports a, sport a long time. I've seen a whole bunch of UFC fighters and boxers get punched in the nuts. People get you know hit in the nuts, and you know a lot of different sports. I've never seen a grab like a purposeful. Grab, because I don't know. The, i would far and snap. If anyone did that, damn. But uh, yeah, one of the one of the
2: uh, more interesting quotes out of the New England locker room in decades. <laughs> yeah. That'd be
0: Cordell. Cordell is Cordell. Cord- yeah, something like that. Cordell. All right, that was a lot of fun, folks. Uh, that was episode 38. Quick little mail time for you. Just remember, send in your picks or your comments about the show. Anything you want, uh, we're going to do mail time at the end of the show. We just got a couple comments this week, just a reminder for next week. uh, Send them in. Tyler Brunell was really mad at Ben Roethlisberger, and he gave us a big shout-out saying, can you explain why teams don't do the two-minute offense all the time? We're going to explain that next week. It's actually a better answer than you think. All right, on behalf of Huck Media's mustache, which you can check out online if you got a better one and a sweet comment, we'll shout you out next show. Uh, Our voice of God, Brent Waits, at the Fantasy VOG. Giddy up. Get your fantasy Tim And back from Columbia, Jib's still in. They made it the full hour.
1: They made it the full hour. Episode 38, it was good to be back. And uh, just a reminder, folks, episode 41, Limbo Challenge. <laughs> Weird Mike versus VOG, Centennial Studios Basement.
0: We're going to come up with a point spread money line for this. Yeah,
1: we'll, uh, we'll hype the fight. We'll hype the event. Uh, it's real. It's going down, and we'll set the stakes next week. What do you say, bro?
2: I don't even know if I agree to this. This is like a Tyson thing. It's infant.
0: Somewhat below you. It yes. is below me. No, I've won, just I've as, won, as a limboer.
2: I've won championships in multiple countries. I've
0: four of them. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> you're not worth my time. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>